You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, good evening, everybody. Uh, late Sunday for what will be your Locked On Browns pregame show. For the Cleveland Browns, that's your into MetLife Stadium for Monday Night Football to face, well, let's face it, what is left of the New York Jets as they are currently constructed. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, your local experts on all the biggest stories along for the ride on your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Uh, we'll actually, you know, get to it here, Pete. Um, you know, we've pretty much, you know, this is kind of what happens, guys. You, you know, when you're covering Monday night and you're not used to it, sometimes you get a little ahead of the game. So uh, we've covered a lot, but we get a little bit more in depth here. Uh, I guess, Pete, what we'll start is, you know, uh, Jets offense, Browns defense, and, you know, say, you know, it's not much different than the Browns themselves. If you're not, you know, you don't have the quarterback and this is what everything's kind of been built around, it's going to be a big issue. One thing Jets have, and it's kind of been an issue last year and was a little bit of an issue week one for the Browns' defense, uh, you got Montgomery. You've got Le'Veon Bell. you got a backup quarterback. I mean, i got to be thinking, like, heavy dosage of 20 personnel wherever you're lining them up in heavy screen, heavy <laughs> short passing game with the backs and maybe try to hit a big one or two to Robbie Anderson. Well, that, that, that was the plan they had last week, and the Le'Veon Bell part and the Jameson Crowder part worked out, but they never got uh, Robbie Anderson at all. I mean, he was three receptions for 23 yards. He's, he, he was their leading receiver in everything last year, and he was supposed, he's supposed to be a, a big part of it. So that's certainly what they'd like to have happen. It's a question of if, if they're going to be able to do it. And Robbie Anderson, sort of a, that long – uh, receiver that can sort of do weird things in terms of contorting his body and things. So he's not like a, a traditional like cover. Um, it will be interesting to see if the Browns decide to shadow uh, anyone corner wise, because I, I would think you'd want to put Ward over Crowder and, you know, leave either greedy Williams. Like he, he seems like the perfect guy to try to cover a guy like Robbie Anderson, just because he's got that a similar body type. Uh, but, yeah, Le'Veon Bell would uh, be the best tool the Jets have against, uh, you know, the blitzing style the Browns have and may leave them to have uh, more just sending their front four because they need those linebackers and potentially safeties to sort of make sure he doesn't come through and take, uh, you know, underneath and angle routes uh, and create a ton of yardage. Uh, there's the, you know, Jets offensive line, which had a very, very difficult time with Buffalo and, uh, guys, Buffalo, Buffalo's two and oh, two and oh in road games. Um, you know, I'm not saying they're going to be a great team, but, uh, you know, Buffalo was certainly looking like a team that might be uh, turning the corner a little bit. Uh, you're going to have to, first and foremost, it's, it's Miles Garrett. He was an issue last year. He was an issue two years ago in what was his first NFL game ever played. Uh, it, it starts there, but. I think this is one, Pete, we're probably going to see a little bit more success than we did last week. A, because it's a backup quarterback, and he's just not going to be as comfortable back there as, obviously, Sam Darnold would be. But uh, it's going to be a little bit more of, um, I think he got some aggravated guys. Sheldon Richardson, certainly with his play last year, last week. Olivier Vernon, obviously not thrilled with his play last week, where, obviously, you know, he did not find a way to get onto the stat sheet. Um, you know, obviously, the loss of Quincy Inunua, uh it's... It should be this one defensive line. This this should be a big one. I mean, and it's the part of the reason why I'm saying so much with the screen game is 
they're not going to have any other choice. This is this essentially going to have to be the staple of this offense this week. Sure. I mean, that's one of the tools you have to try to uh, keep a pass rush honest. Uh, and again, it may hopefully, uh, for their sake, slow down the blitzing. Um, personally, I, I'd like to see them blitz less anyway because they have four guys that can get up there and get up for the quarterback. But there are certain situations, obviously, where it can make some sense. Uh, but yeah, that I mean, look, if you're trying to keep your quarterback alive and you're already down one, um, you're you're left with a little other option. I mean, you know, they've got Trevor Simeon, and if he goes down, Luke Falk is the next guy up. So not not a great situation. So they're going to have to do anything and everything to keep uh, him upright. I, I would expect. Screens, I would expect a lot of mass, max protect stuff. I would expect basically anything they can think of that might, you know, move the pocket if they need to, whatever, to try to get some sort of advantage. Uh, you know, and this is kind of what I'm talking about, you know, and, and when we did, you know, we talked the other day about, you know, everybody was, you know, seemed upset that the Browns were going whole, uh, heavy on 11 personnel. Um, you want your best players on the field. Um, Jets here, uh, Ty Montgomery, Le'Veon Bell, they can both line up in the backfield. Um, they can both line up in the slot. Um, they can pretty much both line up out wide. Um, these are right now two of your best offensive weapons. So, uh, I mean, you'll get your tight end back in week three. Um, he seemed to like he, you know, he was having a nice role towards the end of last year. But there's nothing they can do about it this week. Um, if these are your best options, and if this is going to be what is suited for what your game plan should be in quick, short, and hopefully some yak, um, you got to figure there's going to be a lot of Montgomery. There's going to be a lot of Le'Veon Bell on the field. Um, Jannard Avery into the fold this week. It looks like Chris Smith, and it, it, God bless him, if he's going to be able to pull this off and give it a go. Absolutely God bless him. But it looks, Pete, like we're going to see a little bit more of the youth. Jannard Avery, whatever happened last week, still a head-scratcher. Uh, Mac Wilson looks like maybe he's going to get a little run here. But I still got to think, Pete, it's it's going to be, you know, mostly two linebackers, and it's going to be mostly two linebackers, 75% plus. Sure. Well, my immediate reaction to that is, okay, put put uh, Miles Garrett over Brian, you know, Brian Waters, or whatever his name is. Uh, the Kent Winters. State. Winters, Brian Winters, the Kent State kid. Uh, and let Avery and Olivier Vernon call, come off the edges. I mean, try try and block it. I mean, if, if, if you can, God bless you, but uh, and that's not, I'm not suggesting that should be base defense, but if it's, you know, second and 13 or third and 11, yeah, but let them pin their ears back and go get it. Uh, that, you know, that's a ton of speed and the Jets tackles are not built for that. I don't know if their interior is built for that, but it's just, and you can stunt, you can do all kinds of things. It's just not having Jannard Avery out there. There's such a limiting factor on that defensive line uh, in terms of their pass rush option with, which is one of the many, many reasons it didn't make any sense. But, yeah, I expect him to come in, hopefully play, and play effectively. Uh, I mean, the whole thing, that was just – I mean, look, and if there's, you know, the, the, with the, the rumblings of, you know, uh, there's not sure if there's a possible way that, you know, he fits Wilkes' defense, then find a way. Um, he's way too productive as a pass rusher. And uh, if you ever talk to any defensive coach, what do they tell you? Get me more pass rushers. Get me more pass rushers. Saying he ain't got a way to use him or get him into the equation uh, just seems kind of dumb at his surface. Um, you know, we don't need Chad Thomas dressed. Uh, have Gennard Avery, who's already got the resume, and you know what he can do in that respect. So get him on the field. Can't find a workout that keeps you engaged. 
Peloton is an immersive cardio experience with real-time features that will always keep you coming back. Get $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike and get a great cardio workout at home. Go to OnePeloton.com. Use the promo code LOCKED, all caps, to get started. Thanks for Peloton for their sponsorship of Locked on Browns. Uh, good folks over at Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite uh, teams and artists perform in person, earning credit back on all purchases made to the Vivid Seats app via the Vivid uh, Seats Reward Loyalty Program. Vivid Seats helps fans find their seats to any of their uh, favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, and more, all through the Vivid Seats app. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program and will enjoy credits on all the purchases as part of the Vivid Seats Rewards. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing your favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on your favorite team. With the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program, you can attend the concert, a show, or sporting event of your choice and earn credits towards your next live event. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or by seats in uh, specific sections and row of your choice, all in the Vivid Seats app. To make things even better, Vivid Seats now has a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back. Vivid Seats Rewards for the month of August and September earn double credit back from 10 to 16% on all your purchases through the Vivid Seats app. Go to your app store or Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled into the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. Enter the promo code KICKOFF, no space, all caps, at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Dollars, guys. Uh, obviously, everybody's excited about getting to see some Browns football this year. Go ahead and check it out through the Vivid Seats app. Uh, Browns offense here, Pete. Jets defense. First things first. Um, there wasn't enough Nick Chubb last week, and we had talked about this. There was some stupid. There was some stupid stuff, and this, you know, we we've talked about this a little bit with Freddie. You know, since day one, keep it simple. Don't get too cute. Second and one, third and one. Just get the yards. Live to fight on three plays. But the thing with Nick Chubb is, and, you know, he is referred to and kind of affectionately called old school, is Nick is one of those that the carries keep him going. The action keeps him going. You need him with a workload touches-wise of 20-plus. Um, yeah, I mean, the last game, I mean, some of it was penalties. Some of it was, you argue, uh, game flow. But there were too many situations, uh, even the handful – uh, like the second and third and one, you didn't hand him the ball where it just sort of begged it. He, he was effective on the carries he got. I think he's only going to get better uh, catching the ball. So yeah, it, it, whether it's carries, touches, whatever, um, it seems like you, you want to get him at least, at least 18 to 22, somewhere in that neighborhood uh, and let him sort of do what he does, uh, which is going to open things up. Uh, obviously, the Jets are down. Or the Jets are down both Quinn and Williams and uh, C.J. Mosley, which is the middle of their defense, which is which is supposed to be the strength. Those two, Leonard Williams and Jamal Adams, are basically the whole thing at this point. So that creates more opportunities to get the play action uh, to be more effective. 
to get Baker Mayfield potentially on the move if they want to move the pocket or any of that type of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I think he can keep you on schedule, which obviously proved to be incredibly important to the Browns uh, in the last game. You know, again, a lot of that was due to penalties and stuff, but being on schedule is really important to opening up the playbook getting, uh, you know, getting everything flowing as opposed to just trying to get uh, what at times felt like, and not necessarily for the wrong reasons, but it did feel like at times trying to get Odell Beckham going just for the sake of getting Odell Beckham going as opposed to just trying to run the offense. And one thing you'll notice with Odell is it it doesn't take much. Um, He doesn't need a heavy amount of targets um, because most of the time the percentage on the targets turns out to be pretty impactful. But I think you – there was, and obviously a lot of this was because of pass rush and because of the fact it's second and 20 or third and 25 or second and 19, you know, what, you know whatever the scenario. I mean, obviously it was penalties. It was, you know, lack of pass rush. They, they got to open it up a little bit here vertically, Pete. Um, it's going to make, obviously, Jarvis, life, uh, Jarvis Landry's life underneath that much easier. It's going to free up David Njoku. Uh, you can get Nick involved more in the passing game. Um, you're going to need to work a little bit better on the play action. A lot of that was sloppy and lazy. That comes without you know a lot of summer reps. But they got a challenge. They, they got a challenge deep to open things up here a little bit. And this is kind of one of the reasons you went and got Odell is because he is the complete package. Um, I felt like the uh, Tennessee Titans were, were playing super conservatively because they were very worried about that exact fact, which is part of the problem of why it bothered me that Chubb didn't get the ball more and they didn't do more of those things because um, they, they were so preventative. It felt like they missed opportunities underneath. And some of the sacks that uh, the Baker took himself were guys were recovered sacks due to guys being way downfield and nothing being open and they're not being an underneath option. So, uh, you know, th- there were, a couple of situations where they tried to push it deep, one, one to Landry to the corner. Obviously, this was after the play broken down. Uh, it was an unbelievable throw, almost completed. But I think they need to f- find ways to – I think that's part of what Nick Chubb needs to sort of be doing is, uh, again, part of this comes with the schedule. You start at first and 20, it's that much easier to drop your receivers back and play that preventative style defense and just sort of don't let them get behind you. But I think if Nick Chubb is rolling, that's going to create more of those opportunities to go down the field. And obviously, uh, after the that sluggo to Rashard Higgins, that was probably you know one of the deeper throws of you know in terms of the air that they had all game. And and they need to be able to sort of keep the uh, defenses on their toes so they can keep those type of things open. Yeah, it, it, there's no doubt, and I agree with you there. But it's just. If the joy in having this many weapons is, you know, you, you've got to show a little bit of everything to uh, enhance, uh, you know, what should be the overall product. Uh, look, I mean, you're, you're not getting the pass rush this week from the New York Jets and you got from the Tennessee Titans. There's, you know, Henry Anderson is a, a, a nice pass rusher. He would be part of a nice rotation. Um, certainly keep your eyes on him. Uh, apparently, you know, he's could be under the uh, Greg Williams influence. Um, so that's something to certainly keep your eyes on. Um, Jamal Adams is a fine player, but uh, Pete, the one thing he does and where he has his impact is usually in and around the line of scrimmage. Um, so if that's where he's going to be most of the time, then go away from it. Go away from their better player. 
Yeah, that, I, I think that's definitely part of it. I think, you know, he, he is a guy you, you know, Baker Mayfield has to basically locate on any given play. You have to find out where he is. Uh, but because of the injuries, I'm wondering, you know, and obviously Greg is going to Greg, so he probably will just be even more aggressive. Uh, but, you know, you, you wonder if you're going to see him more preventative role to cover up some of the holes they have uh, down the field because they're, they're, they're so weak up front. Uh, but you know, given that the, Greg Williams is, is tends to be who he is, that probably means even more aggressive, which against Baker Mayfield should be a death sentence because he's such an effective quarterback against the blitz. But yeah, manipulating uh, Jamal Adams, forcing him to make, you know, run reads uh, in terms of play action, getting him sort of off his mark and manipulating where he is and, and, and being able to sort of, game him specifically, especially with the, with their, their health situation. He's now easily the best player they have um, becomes basically the whole ball game. Um, and guys, uh, and guys and gals, who's uh, anybody watching Monday night, tomorrow night, I hope you have a big screen television. Um, Cause the angel has made its way to East Rutherford, New Jersey in the New York Jets. Uh, that is played by Marcus May. It's actually not the, Worst role in the world for Marcus May, um, but Marcus May, obviously now a third-year safety, ton, ton of injury history uh, with the Jets at this point. It's kind of a little bit of the cases, you know, coming out of college as well. Uh, so, so that'll be interesting. But uh, you know, Marcus May is certainly not uh, capable of you know handling you know any deep part of the field. Where if it's going to be Odell Beckham Jr., their corners beat Trumaine Johnson, Daryl Roberts, uh, the one you know the uh, the, tr- the trade they made. I mean, we joked about the Steelers in the offseason that held. You, you put all three of them on Odell if you want. This has got a lot of the same feel. And, and Tremaine Johnson and Odell Beckham Jr., this is about a terrible matchup for the New York Jets that it could possibly be. I'm wondering if they even bother with, with, with Tremaine on him. And it's just physically not what Tremaine Johnson does well. He's a long corner uh, that doesn't have supreme agility. And, you know, that's what Odell Beckham is. He's, he's footwork. He's precision. He's a guy who can – you know, make moves upon moves. And if, you know, you, you get a guy like Jermaine Johnson to take a false step, it's over. Um, you know, he's trying to outsize guys. He's trying to outlength guys. And, and Beckham's the type of guy, the receiver that, that really, you know, causes those guys issues. The, the best chance uh, for guys like that is press and, and, and getting guys uncomfortable immediately. But that's really difficult to do against a guy like Odell Beckham because he's so quick that if you, you, you may end up missing your uh, initial jam. And again, if you do that, you're, you're already screwed. So it, it will be interesting to see what they try to do with, with uh, Beckham. And, and the Browns, for their part, may, you know, because if, the, if they feel like that's what they're going to get, they may be doing more in terms of moving Odell Beckham in the slot, may use him on motion type stuff just to get him, uh, you know, a free release and a running start. And let him his his speed and and quickness sort of take over. It's you know it, 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 it's just the easiest thing, and they've got to gravitate. And this is stuff probably that needed to be addressed over the summer, um, with more work. Um, but look, this is becoming more and more the norm. You understand the cause and, and why teams do it and hold players back, and you know they only want them to go when it counts. But there is certainly you know issues that can come with it and slow starts and things of that nature. And if anybody watched week one today, you know, it's, you know, week one, week two, this is a lot of this is essentially exhibition football and just finalizing that at, you know, teams that maybe kind of look great week one, not so much now. 
Um, obviously, we'll get to you know you know how kind of important this will be for the Browns overall. A couple of things to get here too, though. Today's Locked On Browns is sponsored by Packed Car Insurance. Here's a question I've always wondered: Why do you have to pay auto insurance all the time when you're not actually using your car? With Pact, you can pause your auto insurance when you're not driving. That's right. You can pause your car insurance right from their easy-to-use app. Pact is a top-five rated car insurance app because you can go and get a quote instantly, change your policy for free, and now, again, pause your coverage. In this era of Uber, Lyft, commuting, why should you pay for the car if it's just essentially sitting in your driveway? Available on both iPhone and Android, go to PactAuto.com, that's P-A-C-T-A-U-T-O.com uh, to get a quote and start imagining the pause abilities. Appreciate folks over at Pact Insurance, and actually tomorrow night we'll be introducing on the post-game show our first impact player of the game uh, for the Lockdown Browns. Before we get to predictions, Pete, I guess we'll go with this here. Look, um, first things first, Miami Dolphins. Um, almost 100 hung on them in two weeks. Uh, just get Minka the hell out of there. Uh, you might as well, at this point, just get rid of anybody who maybe has a pulse and might actually try. Um, you could be looking at probably one of the worst. They, they, they have an opportunity to send some, I mean, like, league, pitiful, terribly bad things, and it seems like they don't really give a crap about it whatsoever. Uh, Pete, Baltimore, uh, you know, obviously a little closer than I think people would have thought. Uh, uh, Steelers, Connor goes down, Roethlisberger, didn't look great, um, you know, kind of almost looked like uh, MLB pitcherish. Uh, and the Bengals, uh, I think the Bengals are starting to trend back a little bit to more than exactly what we thought they were going to be, Pete. Right. Uh, I thought uh, the Bengals basically, you know, blew their proverbial wad the first week of the first week, and, you know, they, they sort of fell back to where – I believe they are as a team. Uh, they're just they're they're bad, and it's and it's not going to get better uh, this year. They, they they've got some interesting weapons. I mean, they've they've got John Ross. Or John, uh, what's his face? Yeah, John Ross. He's working uh, as well as he ever has. Now uh, Tyler Eifert is still very good, uh, but everything else on offense is is largely a disaster. Uh, the Steelers have some real issues that go beyond Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, he he was getting hit uh, because it, both both this game and against the Patriots because it, at least what he's looking at he's not seeing receivers get open uh, and it's forcing him to hold him the ball and he's taking you know he's taking hits and that's that's what got him uh, on the in the elbow he's going to have an MRI on that tomorrow uh, but that is a, it, that's an issue uh, if you want to talk you know put that into the are they missing Antonio Brown stuff. Uh, that would be yes. They appear to be missing him quite a bit for that reason. That there's just it's it's not as easy to always have an opening, and and Roethlisberger is not being able to extend plays the way he has. Uh, obviously, a little older, and teams are getting better at keeping him in the pocket. So that was a big issue. The Ravens are are good. Um, they are real good, and yes, they've played some uh, a, a kind schedule to put it uh, this way so far. Um, I'm surprised they only put up 23 against Arizona, but Lamar Jackson is really good. He's unrecognizable from the quarterback he was last year. Uh, I'm already asking the question of, you know, is his supporting cast going to hold him back this year as opposed to the other way around? Uh, He's basically got two 
pretty good players. Uh, Mark Andrews and, and Marquise Brown uh, looks good so far. And he's making uh, the offensive line play better uh, because of the dynamic he presents. And he's making that uh, a very average uh, team of weapons look very dangerous and look like they can be a contender. Obviously, uh, part of that is because he has not faced a real pass rush. Uh, the Dolphins don't have one at all, and Arizona was was iffy on that, and that's going to be a big big thing. But the issue and, and part of what they ran into today was when you pass rush him ineffectively in a way that can't contain him, you open up running lanes, and, and he gouges you to the tune of 120 yards rushing. And they came up with some creative things in terms of a way to get him to use his legs, but he's gotten way more accurate. Uh, he's far more confident and, you know, they, they, they may not see a real defense until week four. Uh, so it, it will be interesting because the, the game they have coming this week against the chiefs, uh, it's, it's really going to be a question of can the chiefs score a bunch of points on the Ravens? Uh, because if they can, then it basically looks like it's going to be a straight shootout, uh, between Mahomes and that passing game because chiefs can't run at all. And then, uh, Lamar Jackson and his dual threat ability. And that could be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, the one takeaway I got, and what I got to see is, I mean, you just see the confidence level with Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, the old term of everything slowed down. Um, and the one thing I had was, were they going to let him, you know, mature and understand the fact that he just can't continue to run at this pace. Um, it was unsustainable. And the fact that, you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a question of whether he could throw the ball in college. Uh, Louisville found an offense that worked for him. He was able to spill the pill around, and he's he's doing that there. Um, you know, obviously, yeah, Andrews and I think in him are going to have a the touchdown. To Andrews was, was a beautiful play design where it's almost kind of like you know you, you run in a screen to the slot guy out. Everybody bites on it on the pump fake, and you know you pretty much win from there. Delivered a dagger to Andrews. Um, Justice Hill may end up being a bigger part of their offense than anybody's ready for. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting uh, against Kansas City because, look, Baltimore's going to come with a little bit more defense. And obviously, you know, Kansas City's coming, you know, with not much defense. Um, you know, they've already put up, you know, in the 20s. They've already put up in the 50s. I guess you're going to have to put that Miami tax on it. You call it the 40s, I guess, um, if you're going to go that route with it. But, you know, that's kind of where we're at here. Uh, look, Baltimore's 2-0. Uh, P- uh, Pittsburgh, 0-2. Cincinnati, 0-2. This is a huge, huge one here. Um, it, it, look, I mean, you don't want to get two games behind Baltimore yet. And the other thing is, look, you know, you're going to get to play Arizona as well. You're going to get to play the Dolphins as well. So you're not too concerned in that area. Those games are on the Brown schedule. You know, a chance to, you know, go ahead and get fat, so to speak here, which brings us to tomorrow night, Pete. Uh, you know, I, I did a lot of Jets pods this week. And, you know, I it was kind of saying 26-17. Of course, you know, I'm always putting in the tax for a missed extra point. Um, there's no way now. Um, I think I'm more in the realm of a P this has got to be a 30 to 10. This has got to be a 30 to 13. There's no excuse to not win this game by three scores. Uh, All right. I'm going, if if, if we're going to go with this, I'm going big. Uh, I'm going, uh, Browns 55 jets nine, nine. Yes. Nine nine point nine. I, I, I think, Look, the Browns are angry at themselves. They're angry at everybody else. They're angry at Greg Williams. They're angry at Adam Gase. 
I I think not only are they going to come out and score a ton of points, I think their their defense is going to shut them down and set them up with some short fields, cause some turnovers, all those things. Uh, and they're going to put up a monster game against the team. Look, the, the Jets are 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 a not a real NFL team right this second. They just aren't. They are. You know, like I know people are trying to build up Trevor Simeon. Fine. You know, whatever. I'm not going there, but you're welcome to do it. But they're on their third and fourth linebacker at this point. They're, you know, their defensive line is hurting quite a bit. Their corners weren't good to start with. Offensively, it's really, you know, if, unless Denzel Ward is just awful. And, Again. And, 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 and we've just, hit, you know, that the first year was a complete illusion, you know, complete uh, miss, miss of what he's going to be. I think he's going to come back and they're going to be able to shut down some of those receivers uh, and they don't really have, you know, anyone that's, that's terribly threatening. I mean, Le'Veon Bell is a nice player, but if that's all they're coming to the coming to, then I think the Browns are going to come down. So if we're going to go big, let's go real big 55 nine. All right. Well, somebody better predict that one. If you want the t-shirt from Zabo apparel, as we even get to give one out. Week one here. Um, and guys, uh, you know, the tweet's up on my timeline. Make sure you respond to it with your score prediction and a chance at winning uh, the T-shirt from Zabo Apparel. Appreciate those guys for uh, volunteering and offering up to do that. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. The only thing that makes, gives me some hesitation, and maybe you are right, where with the fact that they're not going to give a crap, um, maybe there's not going to be any mercy in their eyes. Um, it's been, I mean, look, it, it feels like it's been about a month since that Tennessee game already. And now you got guys aggravated and there is the Monday night spectrum. And the fact that as quickly as they were built up is as quickly as they were almost tore down after Tennessee. Um, and you want to talk about, you know, somebody paying the piper, uh, the jets might be paying the piper tomorrow night. Uh, guys, uh, Pete and I will, you know, we'll sit down at final gun. Uh, we'll get you at the post game show, you know, as quick as possible as far as that, the good, the bad, and the ugly, as we always do. Pete Brown's Maven. What can it, what's everybody expecting? Uh, so for tomorrow before the game, uh, I'll have stuff on the two teams in the division that matter. Uh, and then uh, we will see what happens. I mean, it's, it's obviously a massive opportunity for the Browns. Uh, it's the difference between being one game back and a, and a sturdy second place with the, with the Steelers team that, you know, the, the, the a huge MRI uh, and, 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 a, and a game, you know, I don't think San Francisco is better than the Steelers, but it's on the road. Um, that's never a fun trip for any NFL team going that far uh, west. Those teams can be a death trap. So the Steelers may be fighting for their proverbial lives. Meanwhile, uh, the Ravens, you know, if, if they can get a game against the Chiefs, they can take a commanding lead and, because the Browns uh, have to get a win tomorrow. They've got a, a chance against the Rams before they take on the Ravens in what could be the two, one of the two most pivotal games of the, the division this year between those two teams. I mean, the, the Ravens-Browns game are, have become absolutely enormous, and we're only a couple weeks into the season, or even not even two weeks into the season. Oh, not even completely two weeks through the season, yes. Um, uh, so, guys, uh, you know, appreciate everybody, you know, for, uh, you know obviously uh, riding along here. Obviously, a long week here. Um, we'll have uh, – then, obviously, we'll go right into another prime game. Primetime game Sunday. Um, and that gives you a little concern. Uh, Aaron Donald's taking out quarterbacks. Um, Aaron, if the back's cranky, by all means, there's no reason you need to come to Ohio. Take a week off. You want the top players in the game. You know, you don't need to risk yourself. So if you need that extra time, Aaron Donald, 
you take that extra time. Uh, obviously, you know, hoping for all the best uh, tomorrow night, guys. Uh, obviously, ESPN, Monday Night Football. Uh, nice to have an appearance back there. Make sure you're checking everything out uh, at uh, brownsmaven.com over through Sports Illustrated. Uh, get cut off on all Pete's work that he's putting out over there as, you know, the Maven gets, uh, the Maven on the whole considers to just grow and grow. Browns Maven on Twitter, uh, at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Make sure you're following over there as well. The Locked on Browns Twitter account, all lowercase, a follow-back account. DMs are always open. Any questions, comments, whatever, file a DM over there. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, you know, send the, uh, make sure you're following. Uh, DMs are open over there as well. Uh, looking forward to this. A, it's Monday night. Um, B, it's, you know, you got to get this right in because, it, you know, for there's just too much individual talent in there, and you got to find a way to make it all work as a cohesive unit. Um, nice to get an easy layup like they're probably going to get tomorrow night to get this one out of there. Probably not the greatest, and I'm sure the folks at ESPN aren't too thrilled. No. But, uh, <laughs> no. No, they're not. But look, the Browns are still a draw, Pete. They are, but it's just it. Look, it, it, don't get me wrong, because they're sitting there looking at, at what happened last year in that in that Browns Jets game, which was great I mean, for all those all the reasons. Uh, you had two quarterbacks going at the, you know, this looked like oh, these are going to be you know this, these guys are going to be going at years and years and years. Uh, you know, you have the, the great ending, Baker Mayfield coming out party, all that stuff, and then mono. Of all things to start to, to, to interrupt this thing. So, yeah, it's disappointing. Uh, I, you know, as as much as I want the Browns to get a win and I'm not going to be upset to not see Darnold out there, I'm kind of disappointed not to see Darnold out there because he he's fun. Uh, he's fun for the Browns to compete against, but uh, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not interested in giving back the win if the Browns go out and get it. Uh, first things first. Uh, uh, yeah, in no way whatsoever. Um, but, you know, for the Jets, it was going to be, you know, their host of young players. Um, Browns are coming in here with all their good young players. Uh, no Quinn and Williams on the defensive side of the ball. No Sam Tarnold on the offensive side of the ball. Just go ahead, you know, go put the beat down on. Um, obviously, the Browns are hurting after last week. Go make somebody else hurt and get yourself ready and feel a little better confident about yourselves to take on what are now the 2-0 Los Angeles Rams. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.